Welcome to Biblical Christian Worldview's Selective Article Podcast. So let's get started. Today's podcast is entitled, Can a Christian Lose Their Salvation? This is a topic of some controversy in the Christian world. It speaks to one who at first seems to be outwardly following the tenets of the Christian faith for a period of time. However, at some point they begin to drift into unrepentant sin, actually deconstruct their faith, or find some of their once accepted biblical Christian theology becoming untenable as they simply walk away from the Bible, church, Christian peers, and so forth. So do these changes suggest, one, a loss of salvation, or two, a temporary and recoverable drifting, or three, are they just documenting the fact that they were never saved in the first place? So let's begin with the question of what is a Christian? So a clear but unorthodox definition of the word Christian uh, came from an article I wrote recently entitled Christian Salvation in Less Than 150 Words, which can be found on uh, www.bcworldview.org. It spoke directly to the definition of the term Christian. Humbly, I would say that it is likely the most important article I've ever written in terms of its brevity, yet its internal, eternal importance. The definition I landed on is a Christian is someone who's been saved and will consequently spend eternal life with Christ in heaven. Now, many uh, listening to this would be quick to point out that though the statement above is true, the fact that since heaven follows our Christian life on this earth, the definition provides little comfort or value. My response, which is contained uh, in that article, is that we know from Scripture what God requires of man to be saved. So Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, in tandem with Romans 10, 9, offers an assurance of securing the narrow path, a reference to Matthew seven fourteen, toward an eternal future with God. So the question becomes, once one is on the path of sanctification, which is drawing closer to the Lord, uh, first, can we choose to leave that path of our own free will? Or second, did we just stumble on the path, uh, but are still on it if we sin? Or three, were we actually never on the path to heaven and salvation in the first place? So first, can we choose to walk away from God exhibiting free will. Webster defines free will as the freedom of humans to make choices that are not determined by prior causes or by divine intervention. It's my personal belief that man, <clears throat> excuse me, mankind has free will to make our own decisions in life. God is omniscient or all-knowing, but that does not preclude man's ability to make decisions for himself. It just means that God knows what those future decisions will be. Consider that God wrote uh, an instruction manual for life, which is the Bible. Why would he do that if man could not make certain decisions for himself? Further, the scriptures are full of warnings and condemnation for man's sins. How could God hold us accountable for our sins if we were not making decisions to engage in them? So if man can exercise his free will, can he turn away from God after being saved? In my view, and again, I could be wrong, 
it's no, he can't. I believe that there are times when we are making free will decisions and times when God is setting up conditions where we're following a course he has set before us, all of which are intended to perfect his perfect will. However, exclusively in the case of salvation or accepting Christ as our Savior and Lord, I believe in every case God is orchestrating our attraction to him by faith and through his Son. To put it more clearly, I believe God drags us kicking and screaming to the cross of Christ. We have no choice in the matter. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. Which is Romans eight twenty nine and 30. Now again, I could be wrong. And so this is not part of my core theology. However, if one accepts that God is directly involved in attracting man to a heaven-bound faith, then it should be logical to assume that an all-powerful God would not allow his saved child to walk away from that faith. Further, consider the insecurity free will believers have when they commit one of a raft of sins outlined in verses such as Mark 7:21 through 23, believing their eternal destiny hangs in the balance of an off-again, on-again, off-again, heaven-bound, hell-bound, heaven-bound, rotating trajectory. I believe part of the peace that God offers us, a reference through Philippians 4-7, as biblical Christians, is the confidence that we remain in his hands, safe and secure. 1 John 5-13. In summary, I think man has free will, but not in the case of salvation. And so my non-core theology is that once one is saved, they're always saved. We cannot choose to walk away from God if we're saved. John 10, 28, I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. However, I will, I will conclude this section by acknowledging that there are many biblical Christians who believe man does have the free will to resist God's call, even after receiving saving faith in him. And they support that view through verses such as John 5, 40, 2 Thessalonians 2, 10, and Hebrews 2, 3. So the second point, we are still on the path to heaven. We're just stumbling. That may be what's going on. The second approach to the question of whether we can lose our salvation is to say that when someone seems to turn away from God and back into sin, it's just a temporary condition. The term often used is out of fellowship with God, still saved, just not in a good place right now. The deep issue here is repentance, which can be defined as sorrow or contrition for what one has done or left undone. As Christians, we're held to a standard based on our love of God and a desire to serve him. That standard comes from the Bible. When we knowingly reject that standard, we sin. What is most important is how we respond to that sin. If it elicits a desire to resist, to apologize to God, to thank him for the grace and love he continues to show us, then we have merely stumbled on the path. If, however, we turn away from God and continue with no sense of remorse or repentance towards sins that we know and accept as biblical, 
then we likely are not on the narrow path that is in eternal fellowship with God. It's true that once saved, one is saved and always saved. And if one has consistently unrepentant hearts in regards to what they knowingly believe is biblical sin, then there is only one other choice left, which is number three. Were they never saved in the first place? Again, once God calls a person to accept him by faith through his grace, providing a solution for our sins through the sacrifice of Christ, I believe no one or nothing can change that. So if someone seems to be saved by initially showing the fruits of the Spirit for some time and yet becomes no longer concerned over their sin nature and consequently rejects God and his commands, the only condition left is that they were never saved in the first place. I believe this is the case with many who profess a Christian faith at an early age by walking an aisle and saying a brief prayer, but never really experience a heart change. In a sense, they were inoculated with dead Christianity and have played a role in the church and with their peers, but when an issue they believe is humanly acceptable, but acknowledge that God disagrees, their true nature surfaces. Sadly, in our current cultural environment, this condition is surfacing to an accelerating degree. Mark 4.16 and following. And these are the ones sown on the rocky ground, the ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then, when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the world, word rather, immediately they fall away. There is a continuing sin nature in the heart of all mankind, including the saved. We see it manifest itself in every Christian that has ever lived, other than one, which is Jesus Christ. For seekers to see any credibility in biblical Christian evangelism, we need to acknowledge that reality and still be able to demonstrate a faith and hope for eternal life. Otherwise, we are hypocritical and legalistic as we suggest we have to fully resist sin that is not demonstrated by our behavior. Romans 7:16. However, there is no question that the saved need to be convicted of their sin and repentance repentance is evidence of our continuing desire to love and serve God and our brothers and sisters in Christ. Matthew 18:21. In my view that process is contained within sanctification while on the narrow path toward eternal life with God and not a constantly flipping heaven-hell switch that one is never sure will be on the heaven side at the point of death. God bless you as you serve him today. Today's podcast article was brought to you by bcworldview.org, providing honest reporting and analysis on the intersection of contemporary issues and theology based on a biblical Christian worldview. May God bless you as you continue to walk through this life with our Savior and Lord.